Spire. Welcome back to the Kidney Stone Diet Podcast, a show about reducing your risk for kidney stones and living your best life. I'm your host, Jeff Saris, host and fellow student, I should say. And we're here, as always, with the kidney stone prevention expert, Jill Harris. Hey, Jill. Hi, Jeff. So you've had a busy day today, huh? Filled with calls. I've had a busy day today. You know, there's uh, millions of kidney stone formers in the world, so I get a lot of business, unfortunately. You know, I pay my rent. God bless. But, uh, you know, it, I'm dealing with a lot of really sick people, not only sick people, but all the anxiety they have to deal with because most of the time these stones came along so suddenly and um, it turns your world upside down. So I have a lot of, uh, especially being a cancer patient, uh, one day you just get diagnosed with something. And I, so I have a lot of empathy for that. It's, uh, it's a terrible disease. So I'm mm-hmm. happy to be able to help. Oh yeah, for sure. And then lots of lots of one-on-one calls, lots of like coaching people along. Yes. And the latest thing I have which I'm so excited about is just a short little tiny call that's really inexpensive and it helps you understand your test results so you can have really good conversations with your doctor. So, uh going over a 24-hour urine collection, it's really really patients are loving that service. So I'm really excited about that one. Getting a better mm-hmm. doctor office visit no matter what disease you have, is imperative to getting on the right treatment plan so you can stop the disease process, hopefully in most cases. So yeah, I'm really excited about that. Yeah, for sure. Um, Okay, so let's dive into today's topic. We're talking about about oxalate and the Harvard oxalate list. So why is it that we focus on the Harvard oxalate list when there's a lot of other information that's out there on the web? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, so this is a really great question. I get a lot of people in the background asking me about this. Why, Jill, about that Harvard list? First of all, it's so damn old I could cry. Yes, it is. And because of that, we don't have recent studies. Harvard is not studying like pomegranates or, you know, uh, other things that people may be really getting into right now. Uh, So we don't have a lot of good data on recent popular foods. But here's the deal, and there's always something I'm going to say about something. Here's the deal. It's not so much, so we use people in the industry, the stone industry, Dr. Coe uses it, I use it. There's a lot of doctors that use the Harvard list. And although people may say it's outdated or antiquated, it's really not so much the list is how you use that list. And here's here. The Harvard list is something I have used for over two decades. Dr. Coe has been using it since, you know, the inception of the Harvard list. So we know, based upon follow-up 24-hour urine collections, that it works, okay? So we trust the data from those scientists who studied oxalate. So we trust that list. But way more than the list, way more than this list, it's about incorporating all the aspects of the kidney stone diet. So why my patients are so uh, successful in combating stones, it ain't because I'm the tooth fairy people. They work their tush off and they put all the aspects of the kidney stone diet into place. And this is why it can be a little complicated and overwhelming and you may need some help doing that. That's why I'm here on the earth besides being a mother. So that's the deal. 
It's how do you use that list? I have great free resources on my uh, on the kidneystonediet.com page, and you'll have a whole food oxalate food list. But more than the list is how do you use it? That's really important. You have to get enough calcium. You have to stay away from the highest oxalate foods, which is, by the way, a very short, tiny list. By the time people get to me, they've taken away all kinds of oxalate foods that they can absolutely have. So the Harvard list is one that we trust. The researchers are bar none who did it. And we've used it for many, many years. And our success rate with lowering people's oxalate in their urine is extremely high. So that's why we keep talking about that list. And that's why we use it in our daily practice with patients. So, Yeah, and I think we've talked about it in the past, just uh, privately, but it's expensive to to do these actual thorough tests and that's probably why there aren't a lot of other a lot of other really rigorous scientific tests of all like newer foods like you mentioned pomegranates and things yeah so people are like and, and these foods aren't new right it's just that they're becoming in vogue or they're sexy to eat all of a sudden they're a friggin' superfood which again <laughs> i'm going to remind you guys because if you only maybe watch one of these videos out of the hundreds we'll make listen to what i'm saying here you go into the grocery store, every one of those fruits and vegetables has a little cape on it. They're all superfoods. Don't buy into the marketing bull do that, uh, you know, apricot's beautiful this season as it wasn't last season and it's going to change next season. So don't buy into that. Fruits and vegetables are healthy. You need to eat a lot of them, okay? And get rid of the other junk you're eating. It's very important. The other thing is, why do all the different lists, and you may want to hit this in another video, I don't know. Why do all the different lists, why are they different, right? Why are mm -hmm. oxalate levels on one list low and the next list you look at, it's going to be high? First of all, realize how high is high. Because if you get 100 milligrams a day of oxalate, some of you will have different amounts. Talk to your doctor. But most people are safely allowed to have 100 milligrams a day, very safely allowed. And so, you know, Harvard may list avocado as high, but if you re-look at if you're getting 100 milligrams a day and a whole medium avocado is only 19 milligrams of oxalate, that ain't high, people. So based upon the Harvard list, I came up with what I call the safe list. I know you're like another damn list. Gotcha. But... <laughs> This is really important because when people, by the time they get to me, they're eating hay and nothing else. So it's very important. My job is to actually guess what? I'm going to bring foods back into your life because now you're eliminating too many foods. And so the deal is this. I made the safe list and it takes away all the adjectives. So you never have to read high, low, medium again. You will just base how much oxalate you're having in the portion size listed, and go from there, okay? This way, my dog is snoring. Luke! <laughs> Luke! Shush! Like an old man I live with. I finally live alone <laughs> in my life, and I got a dog that doesn't stop snoring. Okay, so that's really important, too. If I'm giving you a debit card of 100 milligrams of oxalate, and that's in your bank account, make sure that, you know, if you do have something like an avocado that Harvard says is high, it's only 19 milligrams. You put it in, you take out 19, you still got a lot more. So most of my patients, once they work with me and they realize actually what the kidney stone diet is, and it's a lot more than lowering your oxalate, 
they realize that is the least of the problem, actually. It's the calcium they're not getting enough of. There's too much sugar and salt. That's what they're not doing. They're not drinking enough or a combination of all of those things. And that's where the real work begins, trying to figure out exactly what it is based upon a 24-hour urine collection and then going from there. Yeah. And we've dove into oxalate on another episode as well. So anyone who maybe just came into this episode is is the first one they're seeing or listening to, be sure to go back and check out our oxalate episode. I think it was, I think it was maybe a few weeks ago, but yeah, um, yeah there's, it's, this is a never ending topic, just kidney stones, kidney stone prevention, just in general. So trying to give you bite-sized little bits of information to um, sort of keep you on pace week after week. So I think that's good for this week for um, Harvard Oxalate and diving a little more into Oxalate itself. Um, If you're enjoying this episode and this podcast, be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen, and um, also on YouTube, The Kidney Stone Diet. And of course, be sure to check out kidneystonediet.com, which is where you can find Jill, you can find all the resources, you can find the Oxalate list, the safe Oxalate list, and... um, many other things that we have on there right now so and there's some new stuff coming soon that we'll probably talk about in the i don't know in a few episodes or so it's an exciting exciting. time in the kidney stone diet world very it definitely is yeah just trying to help as many people as we can and just get the word out there yeah so yeah thanks again jill we'll call it a wrap for this week and we'll see you next time okay see you bye